0: Welcome listeners back to TWT-FM. We are very pleased to welcome Michael Walker from Navarra Media into the hot seat. Thank you for having me. How does it feel to be on the uh, interviewee side of the uh, sofa?
1: Uh, I can't work out if it's more relaxing or more stressful. I suppose I have to prepare less in a way. (laughs) But maybe you'll ask me an awkward question, I've got no idea.
0: Hmm. Well, Ted, you like, got your awkward questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're
2: going to do quite easy questions, but like delivered in a sort of hostile tone. Okay, I'm into that.
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you feel about Motion 4.6? On the <laughs> um, Ted, you wanted to talk about the breaking news. Well, no, I just thought that as soon as we've got Michael here,
2: and he's very good at keeping on top of current events and all the sort of ins and outs of Brexit, so that. We don't have to, so I thought <laughs> we could maybe get a little update from him on the Supreme Court ruling and all the shenanigans I there. I feel like James Butler now. <laughs> well yeah. I
1: mean, my expertise on this, I should be clear, is that I've watched TV for the last two hours. Excellent, uh, so great. Politics Live in Sky News, and they were talking all about this. So what has happened is that the Supreme Court have come back and said that Boris Johnson proroguing Parliament was, in fact, unlawful, mm-hmm. uh, which means that, in legal terms, Parliament was, in fact, never prorogued. Uh so they have been in legal terms sitting this whole time, even if they haven't been there no. so uh the Speaker of the House of Commons, John Burko, has said that uh Parliament will resume tomorrow at eleven thirty
2: amazing and w- are the is the government going to boycott that i mean what do you, do people know what their reaction to that's going to be
1: yes yeah, so, so the government have said we disagree, or Boris Johnson has said I disagree with. With the ruling of the court well, presumably they can't appeal it because it's the supreme Court. Yeah, it's the supreme court so it's final yeah so they said yeah. he said i personally disagree with it but obviously we respect the rule of law if he were to ignore a ruling of the supreme court we'd be in a serious constitutional crisis yeah. but he is going to go back into parliament i mean he's, he's done some interviews today and his position is not he's going to challenge the supreme court decision but he is still mixing up a language of this is really about people trying to stop brexit yeah um so i'm not sure how happy they'll be about that and
0: he's he's out in the us right at the moment so is he coming back in
1: yeah, he'll be back tomorrow morning at about eleven, I think. Okay, so and I think that's maybe there. to the airport. So I don't know if the MPs will all arrive in Parliament before he gets there. Mm,
0: we have met by a crowd of uh, well wishers at the airport. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And uh, Labour MPs will be packing up their stuff and getting the train home from Brighton tonight. I imagine. Yeah, and because
2: yeah. I, I know um, there's, you know, people have got different opinions about how this constitutional crisis and this very like Parliament-focused stuff. How that plays out for the left, whether, um, because it's easy to get sort of outraged about it, Mm. uh, but then I've heard people saying that actually the wider public doesn't care and that there are potential sort of pitfalls in this, uh, even though it might feel like we're sort of having victory after victory Mm. over Boris Johnson. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think
1: defeats of Boris Johnson in the courts or in Parliament can't be an end in themselves. You're not going to win an election on the the basis that someone prorogued Parliament when it was somewhat illegal. No one knew what proroguing meant, including myself, a month ago. (laughs) So I don't think that's going to be an election-winning issue. So the way that the Labour Party need to look at this is how do they uh, secure the most favourable terrain to fight a general election, which will be fought on some of the transformative policies they're talking about here, and presumably if it happens before we've left the European Union, Brexit. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing now is well, is is the Labour f- leadership trying to position themselves or trying to play this in a way that they think they can come out of yeah. best? That's why there was this this move to have a general election after the 31st of October, because yeah. they thought that if, if we hadn't <coughs> left by that point, it would damage Boris Johnson and they could potentially pl- take advantage of that. There is a danger that we get carried away with all of this, though. I, I yeah. think this idea that we're going to win an election because Boris Johnson once, you know, took someone on an aeroplane who he was sleeping with and they got some public funds, and yep. you know, is... Obviously take advantage of it, obviously hammer on that and you, you want to inflict as much damage on Boris Johnson as, as possible because he is a crook, but yeah. don't, get, don't think that that's going to win you an election. Don't do Hillary Clinton in 2016, which I think there are many people within the Parliamentary Labour Party who would happily go for that yeah. that strategy.
0: So has the, has the Labour line changed in that sense then? So you've got, is it still going to be general election after October 31st as soon as possible after we've secured the extension? I mean, I've seen a few people tweeting and things like looking for Boris Johnson to resign. So how has this affected Labour's position?
1: We don't know yet. So Labour's official position is, well, until today, was that they are going to campaign for a general election as soon as no deal has mm. been ruled out, which means as soon as Boris Johnson has accepted an extension. Uh, today, Barry Gardner, who is the shadow minister for the shadow secretary of state for trade and international... No, just trade. Uh, he... <laughs> Uh, was on Politics Live saying that actually his preference is to have a referendum before a general election to get the Brexit issue out of the way. Obviously, he's in the shadow cabinet and in theory, there should be collective responsibility. So you're not supposed to just give your opinion unless that now is yep. the, the party's position. So, so that needs to be cleared up. I can see from, from my Twitter feed and, <laughs> and from bumping into people over the weekend, the another Europe types, the, the Remainers be they on the left of the party or the right of the party, are now all pushing to have a referendum before a general election.
2: All right, that's weird because it felt like that kind of got resolved at a conference the other day mm-hmm. with, you know, that uh, Labour now had a sort of settled position on it and that actually this sort of much-talked-about revolt by a majority of um, party members who were... Remain preference people never really or didn't materialise with as much force as maybe it had been trailed
1: I mean it basically didn't materialise I was in the room yesterday when that vote happened and so I mean I don't know you've maybe already done a podcast on this but there were two there were two separate motions one was to say the Labour Party should campaign for Remain and should back Remain from day dot from now yeah. and one of them was to say that the Labour Party policy is to have a second referendum but we're not going to decide how we will campaign in that referendum until a special conference after a general election even though I'm not remotely passionate about Remain I actually backed well I didn't back because I'm not a delegate but I, I supported I'm in support of the Remain motion because I felt like it was a clearer policy yeah. the delay kind of frustrates me a little bit um, but I mean all credit to the leadership and the people who were opposed to this Remain motion it did have The leadership position had overwhelming support on the conference floor. It wasn't even close. And it most certainly wasn't the leadership defeating the membership because the majority of CLP uh, membership delegates voted for the leadership position, which was to say, we'll wait and see and decide later on. So so to that degree, that's been democratically resolved within the party. I mean, I suppose one of the reasons why the the anti-Brexit people have now moved to let's have a referendum before a general election is because, well, what passed yesterday on the assumption that a general election happens before a second referendum it's all it's all based on this premise we have a general election then we have a second referendum we decide after the general election presumably if we had a referendum before a general election then not it, w- it wouldn't be that that motion would be void but obviously there'd be a lot more room for leeway in terms of pushing again for us to back remain before yeah. a general election.
2: yeah yeah because we wouldn't have had a chance to negotiate our own deal by definition
1: true that's true yeah, yeah. so actually labor party policy is unless it's our own deal yeah. we back remain mm. so i suppose they they are now thinking that the best way to default, or the best way to, they have a position which I think is respectable. I'm not, a hun- I, I, I think no one knows if it's true, that Labour are going to do best at the next general election if they're explicitly for Remain, uh, or if the Brexit question has been already resolved. So, that, so, so what the anti-Brexit people are saying is let's, let's become a Remain party in a second referendum before a general election, which you know, they think will be electorally advantageous.
0: Well, that was a fantastic summary of the uh, brief breaking news. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. I'm sure you've got places to be and people to grill. So thank (laughs) you for joining us on the TWT-FM sofa.
1: Pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.